disaster. That is the noun being described for the 2020 Iowa Democratic Caucus. What a <laughs> dumpster fire. That would be another description. In fact, that word disaster used by CBS News' Ed O'Keefe, a real gumshoe reporter for the I Network and what a mess the Democrats have on their hands as they try to sift through what happened Monday night in Des Moines and throughout the Hawkeye State. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show. We don't normally start out talking about Iowa, but that was the first in the nation primary on Monday, and we'll have a little bit more to say about that momentarily. Let me tell you what you're listening to. You're listening to the show that's all about the South. This is y'all. We mix in political talk. That's why we're talking about the Iowa caucuses. But we also have news from across the South we're going to get to in the next segment. And at the end of this hour, before we turn it over to hour two, thanks to Destify.com, we have the best cities for newlyweds. And there's a bunch of southern cities sprinkled in this list of cities from destify.com so hang on for some fun news coming after all this disaster of the iowa caucuses in hour two we've got sports lanyard a quick look at various things going on in the world of sports and then our barbecue barrister matt hermans will be on to weigh in on super bowl 54 and also what he cooked up prior to kickoff on sunday and then more importantly we're going to have him talk about what can this big question and and this is not a disaster it's a darn good question we asked my, matt hermans our barbecue barrister can you have barbecue for breakfast and he's got an answer can you grill do do the grilling early in the morning before sunrise when the rooster's crowing can you be out there on the grill getting something ready for breakfast and We'll answer that question later this hour, 803, or later this show, actually. 803-816-1170 is our number, our website, y'all.com. Let's get back to talking about the Iowa caucuses. So in case you didn't stay up till gosh knows how late I stayed up Sunday, or rather Monday into Tuesday here today, trying to find out any kind of results. And we're not going to know real results from Iowa for quite some time. It was, as we said, a disaster for the Democratic Party, both nationally and for the Iowa Democratic Party. What they tried to do was create an app to help give I guess a little bit more of an open book of what was going on with the Iowa caucus here this week. The first in the nation. They've had four years to get to this point. And part of the reason for some changes into this year's Iowa caucus was because of the crying and, and whining from the Bernie Sanders camp going back to 2016, where he ended up losing very, very close in the caucuses to hillary clinton back in 2016 and so for for more transparency here this year they added this app to help out with the process an app that would register the three big questions about monday night's caucus the three questions are let's get the results of the initial caucusing meaning when you walked in the door who did you want to be your democratic president and that was one question. The next question, in Iowa, if you don't get 15% of your favorite candidate in your particular caucus, you don't count. You have to then go caucus with another candidate that you pick. And so that was the second result, was which one did you go to? So that was round two. And then the third, which was really the one that matters most, is the actual delegate count. And Iowa gets about 40 delegates to the Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee this summer. That 
is the real number. But every candidate wants to know all of those variables. And this app that was created, and it was never released who created it because they didn't want it to get hacked. It just didn't work. It wasn't ready. It was a disaster. And even more of a disaster that the backup plan, which was to have all the caucuses call in and report their results to the Iowa Democratic Committee, that wasn't working. And it was really, really a black eye for the 2020 race on the Democratic side. This, again, only on the Democratic side. The Republicans also had a caucus on Monday, and it went over well. It was actually, according to the head of the Trump campaign, a record turnout for an incumbent candidate. In fact, speaking of President Trump, Brad Parscale is the campaign manager for Trump 2020, and he took advantage late on Monday to announce a statement from the Trump campaign on the Democratic disaster. So here's that statement on Iowa from Brad Parscale. Quote, Democrats are stewing in a caucus mess of their own creation with the sloppiest train wreck in history. It would be natural for people to doubt the fairness of the process. And these are the people who want to run our entire health care system? Question mark. Tonight, President Trump posted a record performance in the well-run GOP Iowa caucuses with record turnout for an incumbent that a statement from trump 2020 campaign manager brad parscale as expected the republicans are going to take this and run with it and it does look bad for the democrats i know so because the former dnc chairman terry mcauliffe interviewed on cnn he admitted it was a disaster and he thought if nothing else the dnc head the person there in charge of iowa should have gone out in front of the cameras early on in the process and talked about this what they call discrepancy between all the different variables of of the polling and the caucuses and everything else they got going on that was then let me tell you about the future okay well before let me give you a little cliffhanger here i'll tell you about the future and my own personal thoughts on this whole debate of what goes on in iowa and it's going to benefit the south by the way before i do that some of the the takeaways i did want to pass along based on the entry of the uh i guess it would be the entrance polling of those caucus goers as they were going into their particular caucus cbs cnn they all did their own kind of polling of the participants and it looked like based on comparing the two major networks i call them the major networks it was about 60 40 women to men going into the caucuses you also had mm, a fairly large liberal those who describe themselves as liberal participating which is no surprise but by the way the liberals were by far choosing bernie sanders he got about 45 percent of the so-called liberal choice for their candidate in iowa and some other takeaways i noticed i watched amy klobuchar's announcement her so-called speech although not a victory or a concession speech because nobody really knew i watched her i watched elizabeth warren and i watched joe biden at least for the sitting u.s senators that i was able to catch i didn't hear one single democrat talk about what's been going on in washington dc with the impeachment trial I think Democrats going forward are going to pretend that maybe didn't happen, at least on the candidates running for president. It might be a bigger deal in the House races that will be happening this year. But those are some of my brief takeaways from Monday night and the polling that we at least had. This was a disaster. I repeat that. Ed O'Keefe, you're right on the money on that. Now, where are we going to go from here? 
I think the Republicans and Democrats alike should just torpedo Iowa as the first in the nation. It This was a disaster. In fact, you go back to 2012 on the Republican side, it was kind of a disaster between Rick Santorum and Mitt Romney. Do y'all remember that? There was a, a wrong call there. Ultimately, Santorum was proven to be the victor in Iowa. It didn't help him out. He didn't get the nomination. But Iowa always seems to have the most goofy and out-of-the-box candidate, whether it's Republican or Democrat, win the darn thing. I think only Obama is the only exception to that rule. I know Ted Cruz, I think, won on the Republican side back in 2016. And it's just a bad, the way the caucus system works, it's just bad. So here's what yours truly, the general of all things Southern, is proposing. We need to have our first-in-the-nation primary for Republicans and Democrats alike in the south why not south carolina it already is the first in the south and let's just focus to have those candidates end up in south carolina instead of darn iowa with their caucus system my biggest problem with iowa is the way they actually vote with the caucuses let's have what most people would see is the way it's going to be in november with an actual vote not a darn caucus thing you go in behind a curtain and you put a a person's name down and you move on and you've got a paper ballot there to help prove it that's the way it ought to be and i'm all for south carolina making a push to to get to be that state however this is big business i think i saw somewhere close to 500 million dollars gets pumped in to iowa for this caucus system it may even be a lot more than that and maybe there's another southern state more deserving maybe that 500 dollar influx of money could really help a state let's say like alabama or mississippi states that don't get that much attention nationwide and i'm just saying we need to get rid of iowa sorry iowa you've had your chance you blew it not just this year even in the past it's the whole caucus thing is it's just it just doesn't work and how dumb do we look as a country when we can't even have that first so-called first in the nation work out the way it should pretty easily you'd think so bring that baby south is my political expertise here on today's y'all show but the votes still being counted in iowa and probably will be and and certainly second guessed going forward because just just bad 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 advantage trump if we were playing tennis i'd have to say trump was the winner on monday night Well, that's a quick look again at the Iowa caucuses here. I'd hope to have you some audio of a true victor from Monday in Iowa. That is not going to happen. Bernie Sanders was the only candidate that stuck around until the late night hours. Every other candidate got on a plane and they were off to New Hampshire, which is going to be the next state. And that's a little bit more of a traditional way of picking delegates. Get let's flush Iowa forever as the first in the nation see you later hello south and wouldn't it be a lot better if you're a candidate for president to be hanging out at a place like south carolina or mississippi or alabama or heck even florida than iowa in january give me a break we've got headlines from across the south that we're going to get to and that's coming up next
If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Continuing on with the Y'all Show, the show that truly is your Swiss Army knife of all things Southern. We've got politics. We just told you about the Iowa caucuses to start this hour. We've got headlines from across the South that we're going to get to in just a few minutes. We've got something quite humorous to pass along, and maybe it's very informative if you're a newlywed. We've got the best cities for newlyweds. It's just come out courtesy of Destify.com, and a bunch of southern towns are on the list. We'll tell you just which towns we're talking about later this hour. Then we've got Sports Land Yap to kick off Hour 2, and Matt Herman's our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, is going to be talking about barbecue and breakfast. What a great combination. All that's coming up here on y'all looking at the headlines we warned you about this on monday and we've got a little bit more information we enjoyed in a lot of the southern states this last couple of days nice 70 degree weather sunny oh what a nice nice little pause the puck the fill came just in time for us to have a great couple of days here in february but the weather be a changing a national weather service alert is going out for a large portion of the south tuesday into wednesday as storms expected to be hitting a lot of the south including another thing that you wouldn't expect after what we just had this weekend snow flurries and all that could play happen in places like mississippi and alabama and perhaps more 
Okay, first, the storm potential. Strong to severe storms possible for nearly all of Alabama and Mississippi starting late tonight into Wednesday, according to the National Weather Service. NOAA's Storm Prediction Center has a slight risk of severe weather for all of South Alabama specifically and a marginal risk for the rest of the state. That storm threat lingers into Thursday for parts of eastern Alabama and into Georgia as this storm system works its way from west to east. A potential for tornadoes, damaging straight-line winds, and heavy rain. All that here in the next 24 to 48 hours. Now, there will be a lot of rain in these areas. Several rounds starting tonight into 3 to 4 inches expected in some areas. And forecasters keeping a close eye on all this rainfall because of flooding. And just as the storms, they come, there's the possibility of a few snow flurries, mostly in places like North Mississippi, North Alabama. So check out your local weather forecast as this storm system hitting the Mississippi and Tennessee, I would say the middle of Tennessee, not necessarily middle Tennessee, but if you sliced Tennessee in half from north to south, from roughly I-40 south is an area to be on the lookout for as that interstate stretches across the Volunteer State. And then all of Alabama should be kind of looking out, and most of Mississippi, most of Georgia and even upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, needs to really be paying attention to this front as it works its way. Again, snow flurries even expected in some portion of the southeast. Now, the question is, is are, are those snow flurries going to stick around and be a real problem? More on that subject as we get through the next 24 to 48 hours. In Washington, D.C., the trial of President Trump's impeachment is in a phase where people are just letting things off their chest. I know on Monday, Senator Mikowski of Alaska, she got up and spoke, and others are speaking here prior to the big vote that's going to happen on Wednesday as the Senate will vote whether to convict or acquit President Trump of the accusations that were levied against him by the Democratic House managers in the impeachment process so a lot of people are watching this vote come wednesday for a big big count and are you going to see some democrats actually vote to acquit the president that could could happen the likely people to do that would be joe manchin of west virginia and perhaps even doug jones of alabama could switch over and there could be more but that's a big question as we hit wednesday afternoon to actually have that vote of whether you're going to kick the president out of office or keep him around for at least another 10 months prior to the 2020 election and if he may even be around four years after that if he is successful in his re-election bid now to mississippi and a giant of business that ended up having his world come down many years ago the former chief of worldcom bernard ebers has died at the age of 78 he died just over a month after his early release from prison as he once had one of the largest corporate accounting scandals attached to his name he was a canadian and was the former telecommunications executive there at worldcom and he died Sunday in Brookhaven, Mississippi, surrounded by his family, according to a statement. 
WorldCom collapsed and went into bankruptcy back in 2002 following revelations of an $11 billion accounting fraud that included pressure by top executives on subordinates to inflate numbers to make the company seem more profitable. The collapse caused losses to stockholders, including those who had invested through retirement plans. And Ebers, convicted in New York back in 2005 on securities fraud and other charges, and received a 25-year sentence. An appeals court upheld Ebers' conviction in 2006 and wrote that WorldCom's fraudulent accounting practices were, quote, specifically intended to create a false picture of profitability, even for professional analysts. And he went on to jail after that. Before he went into telecommunications, Ebers had a career that started in sports. He actually got a basketball scholarship to Mississippi College, the Choctaws, based out of Clinton, Mississippi. And then he graduated, went into high school coaching for a while, and eventually amassed a chain of best westerns in Mississippi and Texas, and also had a car dealership in Columbia, Mississippi, Marion County, and then ended up having this Clinton, Mississippi, right there in the town that he started his collegiate collegiate career playing sports in, Mississippi College, based in Clinton, Mississippi. And this long-distance company was the fourth largest in the country back in 1996. But he ended up being the head of this and helped lead it to its demise. WorldCom, Bernard Ebers, dead at the age of 78. In Texas, two women were killed and a child hurt in a shooting at a dormitory on the campus of Texas A&M University Commerce. This is in Commerce, Texas. And the shooting happened at this dormitory. A recommendation for students and employees to shelter in place was lifted on Monday afternoon by the university. And police said there appeared to be no other threats. Police said they were responding to a call on Monday and found two dead women in a room at Pride Rock Residence Hall on the campus in Commerce. That's about 65 miles northeast of Dallas. A boy about two years old was also in a room and was taken to a hospital He was in stable condition, but this is a developing story out of Commerce, Texas. But again, there on the campus of Texas A&M Commerce, two women killed and a child hurt in the shooting at a dormitory there. Another unfortunate story coming from the Lone Star State. A third worker has died of injuries from a oil well blowout near Bryan, Texas. Chesapeake Energy said in a statement the company is deeply saddened by the worker's death. They did not say how the worker died. The worker was injured on Wednesday of last week at a Chesapeake Energy well site near Deanville. That's about 75 miles east of Austin. A worker died at the scene while another three were airlifted to hospitals in both Austin and Houston. A second worker died on Thursday, and now this third worker died Monday from complications from this oil well blowout. It's a dangerous business. And unfortunately, we see deaths in this business, but not often do we see three people killed, in this case, from one blowout there in the Lone Star State. A lion of talk show host, a conservative absolute icon, Rush Limbaugh, announced on his show Monday that he's been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. Now, this is a native of Cape Girardeau in the boot hill of the state of Missouri. As he was addressing listeners on his program, Limbaugh said he will take some days off for further medical tests and to determine his treatment. The 69-year-old announced, I have to tell you something today that I wish I didn't have to tell you. The cancer diagnosis 
was confirmed by two medical institutions in January after Rush Limbaugh experienced only a symptom so far. One symptom, shortness of breath. I, I, I think he thought shortness of breath, thought he had some kind of heart ailment, but ended up being, in this case, an advanced form of lung cancer for the talk show host that has been in syndication now since the late 80s across the country. We wish him all the best now. Rush Limbaugh's announcement comes at a really crazy time on the world of politics side of things as you've got the Trump impeachment trial coming to an end. But more importantly, you've got the 2020 election and Limbaugh expected to be a huge factor to help get the conservatives out and voting for President Trump in November But unfortunately, he's going to be, as I heard his statement, likely to be out and other people will be filling in him for Rush Limbaugh from time to time as he goes through this awful ordeal of having lung cancer. Rush Limbaugh, we wish him the best as he's got this tough fight ahead of him. But he's been through other health scares and we hope that this is another one he can kind of get past. A bizarre story coming from the state of South Carolina as people are debating a question for state lawmakers, whether South Carolina are in South Carolina. I don't know of any other state that does this. It's a little silly, to be honest. But if you drive on interstates 26 or 20 or I-77 in South Carolina, I-95, you're going to see not only highways named after people, but the interchanges are often named after people. And there's a debate going on right now as there's a resolution in front of the state legislature to name the junction of Interstate 85 and 385 in Greenville, where officials recently spent $300 million to build new bridges and untangle traffic. And there's a resolution to name this one of two names. One, the President and First Lady Barack and Michelle Obama Interchange. Or the President Donald J. Trump interchange. Now, that's one heck of a question that the people there, the good people in the Palmetto State, are going to have to answer there in Columbia with the state legislature. Officials, again, they've built this thing back up, this interchange. It's a major interchange, I-85, I-385, there in Greenville County. And two Republicans introduced a resolution to name the interchange, the President Donald J. Trump interchange on January 22nd. And I think it was just after that, Democrats introduced their resolution to name the same interchange, President and First Lady Barack and Michelle Obama interchange. Now, that's just dumb. Name it after Obama, but not his wife. Geez, that's just pandering, in my opinion. Michelle Obama was not the president. Her husband was. I could see a legitimate case to be made to name that for him. But I don't really want to have it named after either one of them because, first of all, did Barack Obama have something to do with that particular interchange? Did he come there? Did he help get a lot of money there? I mean, I'm sure Barack Obama would think that he's a little bit more deserving than an interchange. In fact, I've been wondering when is the official airport in either Chicago or in Honolulu going to rename their airport after Barack Obama? Because that's usually what happens when a person is elected president. An airport gets named after you. Unfortunately, and I'd like to see this one day, we don't name counties and cities and states after people anymore. We've kind of done that. And so the best you can go for these days is a interchange, maybe, or perhaps a and as i said an airport although we recently saw 
a aircraft carrier that's going to be named after the World War II hero at Pearl Harbor that was a black man from Texas. That's pretty unusual for such a high honor. But I'm all about naming some of these places after living people or people who've just recently died. That would be a good thing. President President Obama County. That would be a good one in some places. Or Donald Trump. Let's go to Trump. Literally Trump country, maybe somewhere like uh, Oklahoma would be good because every single county has been voting Republican for quite some time. So we could rename Oklahoma Trump, Trump, Trump them, maybe. Or maybe New York City would be even better since that is his hometown. A fight there in the halls of the state government in Columbia. They got to figure that one out. That that should be a lot of fun to follow there. North Carolina-based Earth Fair is going to close its stores. The organic grocery chain closing all of its stores, saying it can't refinance its debt and it faces sales challenges. This is a company based in Asheville and its workers at its stores across the South and in a couple of Midwest states like Michigan and Ohio have been notified of the pending closures as part of the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act. The store didn't immediately respond to an email from the AP seeking comment. Earth Fair started back in 1975 and has tried numerous strategic initiatives aimed at growth and expansion and enhancing the customer experience. I don't have the exact count of their stores across the nation, but if you've been into one of their stores, Earth Fair, this is an organic store, they just they're not going to make it they they went green and now they're going red because they're going to go out of business earth fair i don't know how similar that would be to something maybe like a whole foods but this Asheville, north carolina company shutting its doors a court in florida has cleared the way for how about this this is what we need all over the south automated beer and wine dispensing machines An appeals court ruled on Friday that devices that a company hoped to install at high-end residential properties are not illegal. So let the automated self-serve wine and beer dispensing machines pour it on. As La Gallery, a South Florida-based company that has a chain of self-service food stores in business and residential properties around the Sunshine State, they asked the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulations if it could add wine and beer to its operation. The state said it was illegal, but the company appealed, and now this first district court of appeal, they ruled in its favor, saying nothing in state law prevents the machine. So how about that one? You can go up to a machine now and get you a nice pour of beer or wine (laughs) in the state of Florida when these machines show up. And I just happened to be sitting on Monday night when I was having my power mill, and I got to see one of those Coca-Cola machines that have only been out about six years now that you go there and you have about 500 choices that you can push on the screen and get to pour out. And those really are pretty amazing creations. And I've never seen a single Pepsi machine that does that. So Pepsi, I don't know if you're listening. If you have any of those machines, let me know because there's some Pepsi products that I enjoy drinking from time to time, but the Coca-Cola things are pretty neat too. And those things, I guess there's some kind of robot or something that makes the right mix for whatever drink you've got. But what a what a, a a neat thing that I was able to watch the guy there open up the thing and, and change out that. And again, if you know anything about me, I'm a sucker for good drinks. Also, let me tell you a pet peeve that I saw Monday night when I was out on the town. I saw a guy come in the bathroom with me and do his business 
and then walk out and he didn't wash his hands. That ought to be illegal. That's what the people in Columbia ought to be debating, not interchanges. We should make it a law that if you don't wash your hands, you ought to be penalized. And there's a good reason for it. There's a couple of reasons, but there's right now a really good reason because it helps prevent the spread of germs and disease. Wash your hands. We got this thing called coronavirus. I'm not blaming people in China for not washing their hands, but it can't help. It can't hurt. It can only help. So that is my new mission for 2020. President Trump, Democrats, if you're listening, let's make America wash their hands again. That would be a great statement and that a great thing. Again, it makes sense. And let's be honest. It's just the right thing to do. When you go to the bathroom and you actually do things with your hands, you ought to wash your hands. Come on now. Come on, man. In Georgia, here's what they're doing there in their state Senate. Maybe not as good as passing a new law to have you wash your hands. But in Atlanta, the state Senate is approving a bill that would allow funeral providers to dissolve dead bodies in chemicals. Senate Bill 296, it was approved 3510 on Monday, and it goes to the House for more action. Under current law, the process is called alkaline hydrolysis, and it's not illegal, but funeral homes have to own a large cremation furnace to be licensed by the state to cremate bodies. The bill would eliminate that requirement for funeral homes using alkaline hydrolysis. And there you have it, a new way to dispose of bodies. Bodies are dissolved through a combination of lye, heat, and pressure during the process, which is billed as an alternative to cremation. I think I would rather do what the Old Testament, I think, says. You either get buried in the ground or you get ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I either have cremation or perhaps you have a traditional burial on the ground. That doesn't count all of our heroes that have died at sea and their bodies thrown overboard. But for your body to be dissolved in chemicals, that just doesn't seem right to me. About as bad as not washing your hands. All right. How about Louisiana? Some news there. We've got an update on crawfish season. It's off to a hot start on the bayou. And prices, how low are they? Well, let me tell you that in Bucktown, which is a hub of seafood markets in Jefferson Parish, that's right by Lake Pontchartrain, a person that runs Captain Sid Seafood said size is still inconsistent on the crawfish, but that's expected to improve this week. He said that prices have dropped 75%. It felt like mid-season as soon as that happened. According to this app called the Crawfish app, if you're looking for a good party for Mardi Gras or such, and that tracks crawfish prices live crawfish are currently selling for as low as two dollars and 29 cents a pound in south louisiana and boiled crawfish can be found for 349 a pound that is your latest crawfish news out of the state of louisiana but right now the season a lot of people love their crawfish it's off to a hot start and that's great news and it sounds like you might can get a couple of good bargains on your price there for you for your crawfish or should i say crayfish <laughs> did y'all see the story about a woman who saw her lovely canine american on a beer can and this canine had been missing for a couple of years and it's all because 
of this brewery, this Florida-based brewery outside of Bradenton. They began placing shelter dogs' faces on beer cans to help, and it helped reunite a Minnesota woman with her dog, Hazel. And this dog, Hazel, poor little Hazel, went missing three years ago. Motorworks Brewing in Bradenton teamed up with the Manatee County Animal Shelter, and they turned beer cans into adoption flyers for shelter dogs. And this dog showed up on on a beer can, and Hazel, which is a terrier mix, was there on a pack of cans, a, a four-pack of dogs on a four-pack of beer. And the owner saw it and said, that looks like my wonderful Hazel. <laughs> and the woman said she was living in Iowa. I wonder if she was at the caucuses this week. She was living in Iowa, and Hazel disappeared back in 2017. But now she's been reunited with her dog, and it's all because of beer cans promoting shelter dogs. That's a great story. And see, beer cans, they just don't get littered out on the side of the highway. They actually can, in this case, reunite a dog owner and their beloved pet. Way to go, Hazel. You've got a distinctive look, and your owner saw you. That's great. Here's another great story here as we are wrapping up our headlines from across the southeast here and as we scan the southeast in our news headlines. The Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl 54 champs and a player for the Chiefs celebrated that Super Bowl win Sunday by paying off animal shelter adoption fees. See, we've got a lot of pet lovers out there. The KC Pet Project announced on Facebook that a star player for Kansas City paid off the adoption fees for every single adoptable dog at all of their locations. And they put out a statement saying, we have had an amazing season-long partnership with Derek, and he couldn't have thought of a better ending. The partnership has been sponsored by the Derek Nadi Foundation and the post linked to the Players Foundation website. And again, this is for Kansas City Chief Defensive Tackle Derek Nadi. And he he was actually pictured on the field in Miami making snow angels and the confetti just after the victory. And now he's helping off the field with all these animals and helping out the KC Pet Project by giving his Super Bowl winnings there to help pay off animal shelter adoption fees. What a what a great guy there. Way to go there in KCMO or as President Trump might think, Kansas City, Kansas, which, by the way, is not totally inaccurate when the president, I don't know if y'all saw that, he congratulated the state of Kansas for the Chiefs win. And Kansas City's kind of in both states, and I'm sure there's as many Kansas City, Kansas residents that are Chiefs fans as you might find over on the other side of the border. But I'm sure KCMO is a little bit bigger. And uh, and so President Trump quickly put out something congratulating the show me state our own show me state as well well as we wrap up our headlines here's a crazy story coming from middle tennessee thieves were caught on camera stealing something from a area gas station they had to carve it up into two pieces to get it out the door but what were these bandits doing there at the shell station on briarville road at 1 15 in the morning well it looks like they were stealing a slushy machine And this was happening there in the Madison suburb of Nashville. Metro police reported the suspects pried open the front door before dragging the slushy machine out in two pieces, loaded it into a waiting truck, and drove away. The suspect's face is covered and no additional description released by Metro Nashville police. We must be in crazy times when thieves are stealing slushy machines and not something called an ATM. 
this is a good thing, actually, but still need to be locked away. Protect your slushy machine, y'all. And that is what's going on across the southeast here on this Tuesday, y'all. Coming up next, Destify.com's put out a new thing, Best Cities for Newlyweds, and we've got that information, and it's Southern-centric. Stay tuned for the fun. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Been trying so hard just to talk to you Haven't heard half of what you want me to I've heard so bad over where we've been Don't know how not to go back there again I know what I want to say Can I get through to you now In some other way Like there was this woman And there was this man Continuing on with this Tuesday, y'all And if you're about to tie the knot Or you just tied the knot Congratulations Here on the Y'all Show We love our newlyweds 
And we've got a website that we've got some information that we want to pass along to you. It's destify.com. And they focus on all kinds of things like destination weddings as Destify works with hundreds of resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean and the Caribbean specializing in affordable destination weddings. That's something they do. And they just really a, a very, uh, I said this word earlier, switch army knife. They're kind of a switch army knife for people getting married. That's the best way to describe Destify.com. Well, they've also got something they've just put out called the best cities for newlyweds and you've you're married you gotta go put down your roots somewhere where are the best places to go put your roots down and several of these are actually in the south according to destify.com and so let me tell you in the order i guess we'll go from number one to number 10 Uh, let's go the other way let's go back most every one of these places are in the south in fact every single one of them is a southern city except for number one i don't know what happened here all right the number 10 best city for a newlywed to live in is irving texas that's right there between dallas and fort worth and arlington that's number 10 number nine another lone star city tyler texas in east texas we love our east texas listeners and tyler is a darn good place for a newlywed to set up shop at number eight on the list savannah georgia The coastal empire of Georgia's beacon there right on the harbor, right on the river, I guess, was more appropriate there in Savannah. And it checks in at number eight. Number seven, the capital of Little Rock, which, by the way, I've got an announcement. I'm going to be in this city next week, and we're going to be broadcasting for several days. Little Rock, Arkansas welcomes in the Y'all Show, our first broadcast from the natural state. And it's going to be next week as we'll be attending the 2020 Southeast Tourism Society's Conference. And we're going to have tourism professionals from across the South join us here on the Y'all Show. So get ready. We were in Daytona Beach for that same conference last year, and we're headed to Little Rock. In fact, one of the things we'll do there is go by the Bill Clinton Library, that double wide in the sky. And we're going to be doing that as part of the convention that we'll be attending next week of tourism professionals the southeast tourism society and we're going to be there and the number seven city for best cities for newlyweds according to destify.com number six baltimore maryland i think president trump said that rats have taken the city over and it's not a good place well it must be a good place for baltimore for, for newlyweds to go there to the nice little harbor baltimore harbor and more Lovely place if you're a newlywed, according to Destify.com. At number five, hey, how about this? Way to go, Fireflies Country and Gamecock Country. Columbia, South Carolina is your Destify.com fifth best city for a newlywed to set up shop. Well, how about that? I know it's where I got my start as a human being, but I don't know if I sh- I didn't start my newlywed life there and maybe i should have maybe things would be even better but right now columbia way to go richland county i want to claim nearby lexington on this and pillion as well gotta gotta give a shout out there pillion's only a few miles away from columbia and that is the number five place number four atlanta georgia the capital of the peach state checks in there on the list from destify.com number three orlando florida i can see where that would be a whole lot of fun to live in as a newlywed specifically in mickey mouse world number two in our final southern city on this list is st louis missouri it checks in at number two 
and the best cities for new Louettes. And then, again, I don't know how they factored all this. I think they factored in household income was part of it. Also, the median home costs, the affordability, the restaurant and dining choices also went into the decision-making from Destify.com. Your number one city, according to this website, for a newlywed to be in our newlyweds, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of Ewan's. Or, or, or yens, I think, is the, the more colloquial way of saying it there in Pittsburgh. That's number one. Pittsburgh beat out all these other great southern towns. I, okay, have at it. Maybe they need more people and, and wonderful newlyweds to go to Pittsburgh. Oh, by the way, Destify's also got the worst places for newlyweds to set up shop in. And every single one of these, with one exception, is in the state of California, the worst place for a newlywed, Antioch, California. Number two, the only non-California city, Yonkers. Yonkers, New York, is at number two on the worst city for newlyweds. And then you got Inglewood there near Los Angeles. Let's see, Norwalk made it, and Oceanside, Pomona's on this list, the worst for newlyweds. But remember, nine out of the ten cities are right in the south for your best cities for newlyweds to start their lovely marriage we are coming right back an hour or two with more of the y'all show we will take a look at sports land yap a mixture of all kinds of great southern sports information from football to basketball all that coming up plus we'll have matt Herman's drop by and we'll get his take on the super bowl and also we'll have him talk about breakfast and barbecue now that's a combination all that's ahead on the y'all show Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Back into the show that covers the South, from Texas to Virginia, from Missouri down through the Mississippi Valley into the great state of Mississippi, over to Arkansas and Alabama, too. 
over the Carolinas. We've got it covered here, the 16 states of the South. We are the Y'all Show. I'm your gracious host, John Rawl, and we're glad that you could join us back for the second hour of today's program. Coming up in just a handful of minutes, our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, will join the show. We'll get Mr. Hermans' take on Super Bowl 54, the big win by the Kansas City Chiefs. More importantly, we'll talk to the barbecue barrister about what he had leading into the kickoff, and that was the great dish that he told us about on last week that you can go back into our archives and listen to, pimento cheese poppers. <laughs> and I know they had to be great. We'll find out just how great they were, plus the other dishes he had there. We'll discuss all that with Matt Hermans. Plus, as we wrap up today's show here on the Y'all Show, we'll discuss something we've never brought up with Matt Hermans before, and that's breakfast. And does breakfast and barbecue go together? That's a question that I never, ever, ever thought of. But you know what? Maybe my education, maybe your education in school, they just, they don't deserve the credit because we didn't study about barbecue like we should have. And that's a question I can't answer. But our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, can sure answer. And he's going to do that as we get to that point in our, later this hour here on the Y'all Show. Let's start out talking a little sports land yap, a mixture of all types of sports news here. And with the Super Bowl now in the wraps, we can talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the likelihood that they will be back where they were on Sunday night. A Lombardi trophy in their hand sometime in February 2021 when the Super Bowl is held in Tampa. We know now the procrastinators who are already looking toward the future already are seeing that Kansas City is the likely repeat champion of the Super Bowl. Experts thinking they're going to be right back there in the big game. The 49ers also there, well, not necessarily predicted to be in the Super Bowl, but having a great year again in 2020. Ravens, also a team that could be back, as well as the Saints, Packers. A lot of the usual teams you are used to. I'm looking for a team that maybe didn't do so well. in Well, the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs, but they're in there. The Dallas Cowboys narrowly missed out on the playoffs. Now with their new coach and Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones putting down his money, perhaps the boys in Dallas will get a Super Bowl berth for the first time in about 20, was it going to be 27 years? If they indeed make it to Tampa in 2021, we will find out. Now to some baseball news and retirement news came out on the weekend. Curtis Granderson announced he's leaving the game after a 16-year career. He split his time between the Detroit Tigers, Yankees, and the New York Mets. He most recently was with the New York Mets, and the Mets put out a tweet saying the only thing better than your on-the-field accomplishments with the impact you made off of it. Thank you for everything. We can't wait to see what comes next. Curtis Granderson, a three-time All-Star. He had a 2.49.337 and 465 for his career with 344 home runs and 937 RBIs. But he will not be there in spring training for the Mets in a couple of weeks when all the Major League teams report either to Florida or to Arizona. Now to college basketball, Baylor has strengthened its grip on the college basketball rankings. The Bears number one in the country with a record of 19-1, and and Gonzaga is on their heels with a 23-1 and record. Gonzaga at number two in the latest poll. Fellow Big 12 team for Baylor, the Kansas Jayhawks are sitting pretty at number three with an 18-3 and overall record. How about the Aztecs of San Diego State? They have not let yet lost a game in the Mountain West Conference, and the Aztecs are at 23-0 and 
thus far. The ACC's Louisville Cardinals are at number five in the latest AP Top 25. Another ACC team, Duke, is at number seven, followed by ACC member Florida State at number eight. The Maryland Terps out of the Big Ten are at number nine in the latest AP Top 25 in college basketball. Auburn fresh off a big win at Auburn Arena over the Kentucky Wildcats. They move up six spots this week. Bruce Pearl's team checks in at number 11 in the latest Top 25, and they're the top team in the SEC. West Virginia is at number 13. Great job there by Coach Huggins this year. The Wildcats slipped down a couple of spots after that loss to Auburn. UK is at number 15 in the latest AP Top 25. The LSU Tigers, they moved up four spots. A continuing team, that a continuing import, impressive performance by LSU, and they got a couple of wins in the last few weeks, and they are actually atop the standings of the SEC. LSU checks in at number 18 in the latest top 25 poll. And finally, out of the South, the Houston Cougars, they dropped four spots this week, a rough week for them. They're still in the top 25, UH number 25 in the latest college basketball poll. A football report to tell you about out of Clemson. We told you that Clemson backup QB Chase Bryce was going to enter the transfer portal and move along and take his talents elsewhere. He's been a backup to Trevor Lawrence there for the Tigers. And now the former Clemson quarterback announced he plans to transfer to fellow ACC member Duke. And he'll be immediately eligible to play for David Cutcliffe. Yes, he's excited about this opportunity. And he's a four-star recruit out of the class of 2017 and a chance to play for Coach Cutcliffe, who's a genius, it seems, with quarterbacks. You can just go ask Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. He helped him get way up in the first-round draft of 2018 and right well 2019 technically is when that draft was for daniel jones but of course cutcliffe worked with all the manning fellas and has uh, rice just has had a great career coming out of high school but hasn't had the opportunity at clemson already announced he was leaving clemson and now going to duke where he'll be suiting up for the blue devils if he gets the opportunity there national signing day is going to be let's see in just a couple hours it'll be wednesday national signing day part two for the 2020 class and right now the teams that are right there among the top teams in the country jockeying for that top recruiting ranking from places like 247sports.com the georgia bulldogs alabama lsu clemson has actually slipped a little bit in the recruiting rankings we'll have recaps on all this in the days to come in our various conference reports but national signing day it's almost here a lot of you get really really excited about this a lot of teams have these positions to fill we mentioned georgia which is currently ranked number one according to 24 7 sports they've got a great opportunity to fill the void that jake Fromm's leaving behind at quarterback they also have had a five-star offensive tackle commit broderick jones who canceled a trip to auburn and that's big news with that it looks like commitment from broderick jones also they want to hang on to offensive line pledge cedric van Praan. And they've almost been able to do that if they can just get that name on paper come Wednesday. But again, this is National Signing Day Part 2. Part 1 was in late December, and a lot of the teams signed players there. But there were still vacancies, and these teams, like the Georgias, Alabamas, Clemsons, and more, looking to move on up because there's no doubt there's a correlation between great recruiting and great success on the football gridiron. And that is a quick look at our sports lanyap here on this Tuesday, y'all. After the timeout, 
hang on, we're going to go to our barbecue and sometimes sports <laughs> barrister, Matt Hermans, and we'll get his take on what he did cooking for the Super Bowl this past Sunday. Also, we will ask him a question that needs to be asked. Hey, barbecue barrister, can you have barbecue for breakfast? And something tells me he's got a way to do it. And we'll find out what that way is when the Y'all Show comes back as we continue on. Stay with us. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is the Y'all Show, where we talk about the South and so much more. And we're joined on Tuesdays by our special friend, Matt Hermans, the barbecue barrister. And we've got him on now to kind of help us put a bow on Super Bowl 54, both the game, the reaction after the game, and more importantly, what he did before the game when it came time to grilling. Welcome into the Y'all Show Barbecue Barrister. Happy to be here, John. And yeah, we're we're putting the bowl on the NFL, uh, a bow, pardon me, on the NFL season. So uh, yeah, the the end of one thing and the beginning of something else, I guess. Yeah, sadly, professional football as we normally know it has come to an end. College football has come to an end, but we got the XFL that starts up. I think this weekend, Matt Hermans. The second 
iteration of the XFL, right? I remember the first one. Yeah. Uh, with Vince, Vince McMahon and uh, all that stuff. So kind of a weird flashback to see a commercial for the XFL because I remember the, uh, I want to say, late 90s or early 2000s version, which was interesting. I think it was in early in 2001. And, okay, yeah, right. and just about everybody tuned in that first weekend and then everybody tuned out from the second weekend on. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It fell off really quickly. I remember the, uh, I think it was a scram- like a scramble for the fall. There was no kickoff. There was a scramble for the football. It was pretty, uh, it was kind of cartoonish. But uh, so, yeah, anyway, I guess this XFL iteration, this is the second attempt at a non-NFL professional football league in the last like 12 months, right? I mean, there was a, was it the American Football League that lasted about half a season no it was the alliance of american football that's right that's right that's right yeah that was uh that didn't i don't even think that made it through a season it did not i was actually at the very last weekend i saw the memphis express and the orlando apollos steve spurrier versus johnny football and johnny football pretty much got decked in that game i think he got a concussion we're talking about johnny manziel and I don't know if he's ever going to play another football game. But, yes, I was there in Memphis for the Memphis Express. It was a, a fun game. And, and a lot of people were pulling for that particular league to last because it was great to go to a football game in March. And, and you could have gone to it in April had the league survived. And we love our football, Matt Hermans. And, darn it, it's a shame that generally from now February until August, and I would say September when the real games start, you have this kind of dead period, and it's absolutely demoralizing for most of America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the football, um, the football wasteland, or the uh, <laughs> you know fo- football football winter. Um, unless you're unless you're a, you know a, a big time college football fan, then you keep up with spring practice and recruiting and, and all that stuff. But it's uh, you know it's not not quite the same. But you know, there's an old saying that says, uh, "What is it?" The uh, Familiarity breeds contempt, and absence makes the heart go fond, grow fonder. So maybe it's a good thing that we have a little break from football because it's very exciting when it comes back in the fall, right? Oh, it's always exciting, and we love our basketball and baseball, but there's just something special about football. And I had a discussion with someone this past weekend. We were talking about the differences in the north and the south, and I said, well, they can have their hockey, and we'll take our football, and we'll just call it even. And uh, that's what we maybe hope to do one day. I do want to get your take, Matt Hermans, on Super Bowl 54. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs as they roared back there with 21 points in the fourth quarter to pick up that big victory over the San Francisco 49ers as they win 31-20. to And did you see that one coming? Mr. Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes, with a great effort there to lead his team to victory. Well, I tell you what, the first um, – it was hard to see that come in the first three quarters uh, – San Francisco 49er defense that kind of flustered uh, Mr. Mahomes and the offense and maybe even Andy Reid to some degree. Play calling was, was you know, it took him a little time to catch up. But, uh, you know, down 10, it did not look good for the Chiefs. It looked like uh, I think there was a point in time there with about eight and a half minutes left where I kind of said to myself, you know, Kansas City doesn't score here. It's probably done deal. But then, uh, you know, then Patrick Mahomes kind of started looking like the one I've, I've watched for the last few years. It only took about six minutes to, 
to go down the field twice. I think actually five minutes and 45 seconds, they went down the field twice and scored twice really quickly and uh, he threw to a couple touchdown passes and ran around and scrambled and made some plays. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what, what's the old uh, <laughs> the old thing? Offense wins championships, right? That's so, what I heard. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that um, kind of facetiously because it's a kind of a dumb saying either way, I think. Um, but, you know, we just file a few, win the championship with an offense, and then, uh, of course, Kansas City, that offense in the fourth quarter, won them a championship too. So, um, not the best game uh, that, that Patrick Mahomes ever played, but I guess the last eight minutes were pretty darn good, and that's, that's what ended up mattering. Um, so, yeah, I've seen, uh, seen a lot of that over the years. Uh, not, not a lot of folks probably watched Six and six, seven and five, Texas Tech when he was there, but um, this guy was throwing for 700, 800 yards, six, seven, eight touchdowns against teams like Oklahoma with a terrible offensive line and no defense to speak of. So, not surprising to me at all um, that that worked out at the end, although it did uh, it did take a little bit of Mahomes' magic there to bring the, the Chiefs their first uh, Super Bowl win, I think, second appearance ever. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good game. Well, I want to ask you, Matt Herman's our barbecue barrister and Big 12 barrister, too. No disrespect to you. No disrespect to the Kansas City Chiefs. No disrespect to Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect to Texas Tech University. But I would have to guess that most of America had never heard of Patrick Mahomes until he got to be the MVP of the, well, I guess that he was a player of the year in the NFL in 2018 and now doing what he's done here in 2019, winning the Super Bowl and such. Is it is it a safe bet to say that most of America did not hear of this guy? You just mentioned the rather bad seasons there in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of Big 12 football, you certainly did because you know, he probably threw for six or seven hundred yards against your team, um, and but you probably still beat beat him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, it was uh, that's probably true. I mean, obviously there were there were people who had who did mention him throughout the season um, on ESPN and things like that. But in all fairness, for sure, if you were not if your alma mater, your favorite team, was not lining up against the Texas Tech Red Raiders during that three year span, you probably would have no reason. To hear about a, you know, a quarterback, uh, pilot, you know, piloting a, you know, five and a, you know, five and seven, six and six type football team, and of course, the the, the interesting thing about it, like I said before, is the guy was, you know, I watched him obviously just because of my connection there, but um, he was doing crazy things against very very good football teams um, on a week to week basis. He, you know, the, the Texas Tech defense was consistently somewhere around 120th in, the, in, in uh, D1 football, which is pretty close to the bottom. I mean, it's just completely awful. Um, yeah, but but some of the things he was doing, again, against teams like Baylor, which was a top-10 team then, against Oklahoma, which was the national championship contender. I mean, for instance, Patrick Mahomes played against Baker Mayfield and Norman and threw for 780 yards and was responsible for seven total touchdowns um, in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma. And they, they lost? And, and lost, correct. So these are the kind of things that he was doing in college. And, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> the stats are gaudy and the game is, is incredible to watch, but you lose and you don't get a lot of press, which makes 
total sense. You know, we, we like to focus on success. So, yeah, I'm sure he probably did come out of nowhere. But for folks that did watch him, I mean, there's, not, there's nothing surprising about the MVP or the Super Bowl championship for somebody who followed him in college, uh, honestly. And that, that's not trying to be the guy that says, you know, I was there first. It's just, it's just not surprising, really. Well, he went in the 2018 NFL draft. I assume Kyler Murray was the number one pick that year. Where did Patrick Mahomes go in that draft? Do you remember? No, uh, he was drafted the year before, and he was uh, 10 overall. Okay. So not not exactly a sleeper in the draft. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I guess those guys know a little bit more about football than you and I. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes, but sometimes they don't, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that is <laughs> that is true. Want to ask you, of course, the big question for you, Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister here on today's y'all show, is how did the pregame festivities go at Casa de Hermans? What was served up? Did you actually have those pimento cheese poppers? And and what can you say about them? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, they're awesome. Um, made my own pimento cheese. Actually, my wife made pimento cheese. I shouldn't take credit for that. And uh, stuffed them in the jalapeno shells, wrapped them in bacon, put them on the uh, charcoal grill with, uh, with some charcoal, a little bit of hickory wood, and cooked them until the bacon was crispy and the pimento cheese was melty, and then a little bit of barbecue sauce on top of it. And they were awesome. Had the great recipe. Um, not just because I made it up, but it's pretty good. Um, we also also did the other thing we talked about with the ribs and the shrimp etouffee, kind of in the in the theme of Mardi Gras. And that was an interesting. That was a very interesting dish. It was uh, uh, I found it online. Like I say, did not take uh, cannot take credit for it, but kind of ended up being a kind of a uh, a short rib. If anybody's ever had kind of like braised short ribs that kind of fall apart, you can just slide the bone out. Uh, kind of like maybe a pork rib pot roast with, a, with an etouffee sauce. Very interesting, uh, kind of unique. I don't know. I don't know if I'd make it again, but it was it was pretty it was pretty fun to do, and it was pretty interesting. And uh, you know, everybody ate it, so we'll, we'll, we'll put it that way. You said everybody ate it, or everybody hated it? No, no, everybody ate it. It just was it was interesting. I wasn't sure how it was going to come out. Definitely not a barbecue dish per se. More of a uh, maybe a Cajun pork pot roast type of dish with etouffee. Pretty tasty, but what I thought, what I came away thinking is that when the ribs kind of fell apart, which which I'm assuming they were, they were supposed to do when you cook them in a, in a liquid like that, I started to think that they'd be good, be good kind of like a debris gravy poured over a biscuit or something like that that you'd find in New Orleans um, when it all came together. So maybe I'll try that next time. Maybe I'll use a I'll kind of pull it apart and use it as a gravy to put over a biscuit or something like that, or maybe even like a po'boy sandwich. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got some potential. It was interesting. Put it that way. All right. So gravy would make it taste a little bit better in the future. Anything else? Um, that's what we ate. That's what we ate. We had the, the kind of the Cajun rib dish, and we had those uh, barbecue pimento cheese poppers. And that was plenty. It probably could have had a little dessert, but we didn't have anything sweet. No banana pudding, nothing like that. So uh, trying to keep the stay away from the sugar a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. And in, in, in the spirit of not only Kansas City, but also, like I say, Mardi Gras, which is coming up here. The festivities begin in a couple of weeks. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about with Matt Hermans, he 
he cooked up the pimento cheese poppers for the Super Bowl party that he had there. And if you don't know what what he's talking about or you want to learn more about this, go back to y'all show last week leading up to the Super Bowl, and we've got it on our website at y'all.com. And Matt walks through how you prepare it. And then we've also got it on our Y'all TV episode for last week as well. Matt Herman's getting you ready for Super Bowl 54 with the pimento cheese popper which by the way we actually got a like on our instagram which is at y'all show from palmetto cheese and that's an official pimento cheese company that has been all over the place in fact they were on the today show last week you might have even seen it yeah you know what um that is that is pretty cool because i if anybody remembers what we talked about we kind of dove into pimento cheese a little bit and I had said something to the effect that, you know, good pimento cheese is is thick. You can kind of ball it into maybe like a, a ice cream scoop, and it holds its shape. It's it, it, it's thick that way. That's that's good pimento cheese. And then I made a disparaging comment towards some of the liquid kind of sugary sweet pimento cheeses. I don't, I don't want to mention any brands that you find at the grocery store, but. I have had the palmetto cheese, and I can say that for pre-made palmetto cheese, it is a pretty, a pretty excellent version. It is, it is not, it is not what I described. It is not watery. It is not sugary. It is not that kind of thing that maybe some people have had in the past. It's very good. And uh, so, yeah, I can actually say that I've had the palmetto cheese, and I'm a fan of it. All right. Well, they liked our comments about your pimento cheese poppers, and we thank you, Palmetto Cheese. And I think they're in a lot of stores across the southeast. And, again, last week, in addition to liking us on Instagram, at Y'all Show, they were on something called the Today Show with Hoda Kotb and Jenna Bush. So, hey, not not a bad feat here for this little old Y'all Show. We've got more food to talk about with Matt Hermans. Stick around through the break. We're going to switch over and talk about all kinds of delicious stuff you don't want to miss out with our conversation with the barbecue barrister as it continues if you're worried about your cholesterol hear how others are taking charge with garlic my doctor said my cholesterol was borderline but i've been taking garlic and it works I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall took her on the radio. You know, we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds ain't ever too early. And this is the Y'all Show with. John Rawl, welcome back to the All Southern Program, and we are here continuing our conversation with the barbecue barrister Matt Hermans, and we have him on to discuss the things that we need to know about in life, more important than maybe a lot of other subjects, and that would be food, delicious food, and one thing that popped up on my radar the other day that I've, uh, it hit me when I heard about this, you know, that's something I've never talked to the barbecue barrister about, and it's about time we just let it all hang out with our buddy Matt Ehrmans. And Matt, I'm talking about the B word. Are you familiar with the B word? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, I don't know, John. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty clean living guy. Let's see what you're talking about. Well, I know you like one B word a lot, and that's called barbecue. I'm Absolutely. talking about breakfast. We've never really <laughs> we've never really talked a lot about breakfast. So I've got to ask you, O Barrister of Barbecue, what is the Hearman's take on breakfast and, and is that something that barbecue lovers can really get into? Well, it's funny you bring that up, John. <laughs> I'm <It really> laughing. <laughs> um <laughs> I actually did a. Uh, we talked about uh, what I what I cooked and what we had for Super Bowl Sunday, but actually the weekend before, I did a uh, big old pork butt. We've certainly spent the time talking about the the, uh, the ever popular uh, pork butt for sure. So I did one of those. It was about a it was about a ten pounder. So as you'd imagine, when you cook a ten pound pork butt, uh, you're going to have pork for days. Uh, unless you got a big, giant party of people piling up on sandwiches. So I didn't. Uh, we just had a few folks over. And then, of course, I've got leftover pork butt. So what you, at that point in time, you kind of want to change it up. You want to do some different things with the barbecue. And that's one of the best things about pork, in my opinion. There's so many different things you can do. You don't just have to put it on a sandwich. You don't just put it on a plate, warm it up with some barbecue sauce. Those things are wonderful. That's a great way to eat pork barbecue for sure. But there's so much other, so much else you can do with it. What I like to do, and what I did a couple times the last week, now that you mentioned breakfast, that yeah, it works for brunch, or honestly any time of the day, but I like a barbecue omelet. And um, if you like omelets, or even if you like scrambled eggs, it would work the same, the same way. 
some people put sausage in the egg they make it a little sausage egg scramble some people will make a, an omelet with different types of meat maybe with some cheese people put vegetables in an omelet you can do the same exact thing with leftover pork butt and it's fantastic so what i what i did a couple times and i was so such a big fan of it i ended up having it for breakfast twice and then for dinner once so uh I can give two thumbs up. I don't have a third thumb, or else I give it three. But it's fantastic. Do your eggs. If you know how to make an omelet, just pile up some pork butts, some sharp cheddar cheese um, into the pan. Cook normally. By the time your omelet's done, you've got a cheesy, creamy, nicely cooked barbecue omelet. I like to top it with a little bit of warm barbecue sauce myself, but also some crystal or some Tabasco, something to give it a little kick. Is also perfect for that, but... That's a wonderful way to incorporate barbecue. And if you don't want to do an omelet, I will be honest with you, I'm not a hunt, I'm not a chef, so I mean I like to think of myself as having a little bit of cooking expertise, but I'm not a chef. I can screw up an omelet, I can mess it up, and what they say is one bad flip from an omelet, then you're having scrambled eggs. That's perfectly fine. Put the pork in there, scramble your eggs up, you've got a smoky, meaty, cheesy, delicious scrambled egg. It's awesome. So that is one really good breakfast recommendation if you've got leftover pork butt. Um, so there's one. That's, well, that's let me let me stop you right because there. I've got to get a little bit more info for those of us who are a little bit barbecue yeah. and pork butt challenged. What exactly okay. are we talking about when it comes to pork butt and breakfast? I mean, is this something that looks just like pulled pork? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, pork butt is. That's where you get pulled pork from. You just pull your pork butt apart. So, yeah, I should, uh, I guess, specify when you're talking about pork butt, you're talking about pulled pork. So, um, if you do one, like I say, they're big. You'll almost always have leftovers. That's really, that's one really good way to incorporate it into breakfast or brunch. And it's just real tasty. I've never seen any kind of barbecue item available at breakfast time. And one reason I'm bringing this up with you, old barbecue barrister Matt Hermans, is because I saw a recent report about how breakfast is becoming the new it item. And there's some really swanky restaurants in New York and New Orleans that are really more breakfast-centric. And they've got these chefs going in making all these fancy dishes. I didn't see anybody doing pork butt. But what do you think about that whole concept of making breakfast something that is available, of course, in the morning time, but you actually can eat those same items all day long? Yeah, I kind of, um, I've been to places like that before. It's uh, A lot of times it'll be breakfast and brunch. They'll have specials. And yeah, it's something, um, you know, there's been a trend to kind of jazz up or snazz up or focus more intensely on different meals. And now breakfast certainly gets that treatment. You know, brunch has been popular for a long time, and that's that's a favorite of some people like me. It's a little later in the morning. You usually get lunch items along with breakfast items if you're not in the mood. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more to breakfast than uh, bacon and eggs uh, and pancakes. Not that there's anything wrong with those items. Those are classics for sure. But there's a lot of things you can do with it. Uh, you know, me throwing uh, uh, pulled pork a barbecue into an omelet is, is just one way. There's all kinds of different stuff. There's there's a place in my neck of the woods that does a, a brisket biscuit, a brisket biscuit, which is a, you know, kind of a little rhyme, but, um, you know, barbecue brisket put onto a biscuit, melted cheese and gravy over the top of that. Uh, that's barbecue for breakfast. And that's a pretty fantastic way to kind of 
combined barbecue with kind of a traditional southern breakfast staple, which is a biscuit, particularly a warm biscuit. So there's a lot of different things you can do, uh, particularly with barbecue, whether it's beef or pork. Um, yeah, I mean, there's kind of an endless opportunity to do stuff like that. Well, Matt Hermans, I want to ask you, of course, not all of us have the ability that you have to go out in the backyard and, and cook up a big old pig. That's something we hope to do one day. Maybe we're not quite there. But if we're not able to have the, the, the big grill and have the kind of unbelievable feast that you have with the pork butt and such, is, is it something that you could go and buy some cooked pork butt, pork barbecue at your yeah. local grocery store and such and pull off the same breakfast omelet with the pork butt? Well, I say you can uh, you can buy stuff like that at a grocery store that's pre-made. Although I, I would never, I would probably never recommend doing that. That's I don't know. It's an interesting deal. It's mostly barbecue sauce. There's other stuff in there besides meat. It, it, I don't know. I wouldn't vouch for that type of thing. But what I would recommend is going to your local barbecue joint. I guarantee wherever you are from. Texas to uh, Virginia, Florida to Arkansas, and everywhere in between, you can find a barbecue joint where you can load up, you know, a couple pounds of pork butt or maybe even maybe some horse ribs, but brisket as well. A lot of places have that if you're interested in that. But yeah, just go load it up that way. It's going to serve you a lot better than getting it from a local barbecue joint. It's going to serve you a lot better than buying something out of a tub at a grocery store that's <laughs> questionable at best. And that's my barbecue snob coming out, but. I can't stand. I, I got to stand behind something I believe in, and I, I don't like the stuff out of the tub. I see. Well, let me ask you: If you do go to your local barbecue place and buy that kind of pork barbecue, what is your best recommendation for their shelf life? Do these things last in a refrigerator for a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Do you have to immediately freeze it? What's the deal, old barbecue barrister? Yeah, it's already well. It's already cooked, so you don't have any issue with it. You know, going bad as like you would raw meat or getting freezer burn or anything like that. It's good for a few days. Absolutely, I'll, I'll do a pork shoulder as long as you keep it covered. You put it in a little glad container or even with foil on a pan. As long as you keep it covered, you don't want any of that like refrigerator taste getting in there with it. But um, no, it's good for a few days. Absolutely, you can warm it up. Now, I will say this: anytime you've got meat, generally barbecue. Whether it's leftover ribs, whether it's uh, leftover pork shoulder, pork butt, whether it's brisket, it doesn't matter what it is, you, you just want to stay the heck away from a microwave. Um, that's always going to dry your meat out. It's going to make it chewy. It's really easy to destroy even really good uh, barbecue meat with a microwave. So it's very easy and very tempting, uh, but I would say use a toaster oven or just fire up your regular oven and heat it up that way um, it's going to be much better it's going to retain its texture and its taste a lot more than a microwave uh, which will give you chewing gum sometimes so that's my it'll last but don't use the microwave that would be my advice well that's darn good advice now help me i've had one nightmare that i've had to go through from time to time in my in my sleep patterns going back to my childhood and growing up on a farm we had to work on july 4th back in the day and one of the only perks we got working on the produce farm was we would get our lunch bought by the company and all of us field hands would enjoy a nice barbecue feast well at one of those barbecue feasts back in the 1980s the everybody just 
went to town on this barbecue because you eat barbecue in the south on fourth of july if you're if you're able to and for whatever reason that was it was contaminated or something we all got sick so what what is the barbecue barristers if you had to go back and be a detective why would you think that we all got sick with that barbecue well that's uh that's the case for uh you know, barbecue detective, um, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I would ask, my first question I would ask is, was the barbecue the only thing you ate? Um, because there's a lot of side dishes usually that come with barbecue. Uh. And one of the, and I, I don't know, again, this is, this is me trying to play detective here, but a lot of times things like uh, potato salad, macaroni salad, stuff like that, has mayo and things like that. They don't get along with hot weather for a long period of time. Uh, so I would say, I guess it's possible that the meat was bad. I'm not sure anything will really survive, you know, uh, a long cook over charcoal when you heat the meat to like 200 degrees, which is what you do. But theoretically, I guess the meat could have been bad or old ahead of time. But I would maybe look to the other culprits. I would maybe... Uh, look to uh, Colonel Mustard in the corner with the candlestick and the macaroni salad or something like that uh, because those things can go bad real quick, especially in the heat. Okay. Well, you you presented your case, old barbecue de- <laughs> defender, and I, I think we're going to have to stick with you and, and not try to blame it on the barbecue. We're talking with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. I'm John Rawl. This is the show that's all about the Southeast. We started out this segment kind of discussing barbecue and breakfast, and you've done your best presentation, oh barrister, on why pork butt would be a great thing for breakfast and barbecue is beef, beef barbecue, and all the things that come along with the cow, any of that, is that applicable when it comes to breakfast items? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So the same way you would use uh, a pulled pork butt, you could use chopped brisket or even sliced brisket. You could put it on, uh, I mentioned earlier, you could put it on a, a nice hot biscuit, uh, get a little cheese or maybe some gravy over it. Um, that's pretty fantastic the brisket biscuit um you could do the same thing with pork butt on a biscuit you could also uh, do a little uh, pig in a blanket kind of um rip or wrap a pancake around some uh some barbecue maybe some slides or chopped brisket as well that's a, a nice little pancake taco if you will and then of course there is a thing uh you know there's a thing called a breakfast taco that people like to enjoy uh some parts of the region and of course uh, barbecue pork or barbecue beef goes great in a breakfast taco if you like that sort of thing in a tortilla. So, absolutely, I'm a huge fan of barbecue breakfast. Uh, you know, get the smoke, you get the smoky mouth early in the morning. That's for sure, but it's worth. Well, that's the kind of information we we knew we could get this out of you, Matt Hermans. I know it wasn't too much of an ask to have you go back and talk about breakfast. I do have to ask a war story from you, sir. What is the earliest time that maybe you've gotten up to go- do some of this breakfast barbecue grilling? Wow, um, I have I have been up very very early uh, to start the barbecue smoker, <laughs> depending on people coming over. I mean, I've woke. I've actually set my alarm in the middle of the night to get up to, to get the smoker going. So, I mean, there is a, I guess there's a fine line between late at night and early in the morning. 
Uh, I so, thought you were going to say a fine line between sanity and insanity, because some of this <laughs> what you're talking about doesn't sound very sane. That's what you call dedication to the craft. <laughs> if, that's one way to put it. But yeah, so very, very late or very, very early, depending on how you want to, to put that. But uh, I'll do what it takes to get that barbecue done. Well, you get the you get the medal for sure, Matt Hermans. And as we wrap up again, you've talked about how you can do both pork and your beef for your breakfast items and it's always a good thing like i said there was a recent story that i found i think it was on cbs the cbs in digital component of cbs news and they did a great feature on how breakfast is becoming this hot item not just for breakfast time but all throughout the day and people we've always known people love to go and have breakfast at supper for example that's a treat for a lot of people but to really spice it up and make these fancy dishes for example is what i saw being done at a restaurant in new orleans and it had a trendy name i'm sorry i can't think of it right now but by the way matt hermans if you had a trendy restaurant i know you'd come up with a trendy name have you got that in your hip pocket what what it would be called uh maybe like the pork parade i'd go old school (laughs) scoopy like that pork party the Catalina uh, Swine Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that. is that not a great movie? Oh man, yeah. That's uh, I've already told everybody that if I ever start a barbecue team, I've already got that name. Nobody else better take it from me. But yeah, okay. great movie. Step Brothers sure. is what we're we're talking about, and uh, I didn't think we would go from talking about breakfast to barbecue <laughs> to talking about Will Ferrell and uh, John, whatever his last name is. What's his name? <laughs> Uh man, I've drawn a blank. It's uh it's Brennan and uh oh, and yeah. Dale, right? <laughs> Brennan and Dale. <laughs> what what a movie about parenting too as well. And uh Steenbergen is I believe her name, the, the actress Nat from Little Rock, Arkansas, by the way. Matt Herman's always fun to catch up with you, our barbecue barrister, and again go check out these options that we just discussed with Matt about barbecue and breakfast yes you can marry the two it's a great combination and listen and pay take, pay close attention to what the barbecue barrister told us to here today and you can have an incredible start to your day barrister thank you very much we look forward to talking to you again down the road i can't wait as usual all right matt hermans well that will wrap up today's y'all show thank y'all for listening we'll be right back here on wednesday with precious harris direct from music row in nashville and acc sports talk as well on this the show that's all about the south this is y'all If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do.
Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So, for the love of the outdoors, go to smokybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.